Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Anger in Rockland County. Just before resigning, Governor Cuomo commuted the sentence for one of the Brinks heist getaway drivers. I'm Sean Adams in Nyack. New York welcomes its 57th governor, the first woman to hold the job. I feel the weight of responsibility in my shoulders. I'm Steve Burns. We'll hear about a New Jersey man who was shot outside of Penn Station waiting for a cab with a bullet meant for somebody else. A number of Afghan refugees may be settling in New Jersey. We'll hear from the governor. Plus, we'll dip into our news radio archives for this date's milestones, the day the Hamptons got cut off during peak tourist season. This is Tuesday, August 24th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. And for the moment, it's not raining. It's nice to see a nice clear radar screen this morning. It's been a while. We're heading for a high near 90 today. Hi there, I'm Paul Murnane. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. 10 o'clock this morning, New York's new governor will be sworn in publicly in Albany. Kathy Hochul is already on the job, though, as of midnight. And Steve Burns is here now with what her goals and ambitions may be for New York. Steve? Well, Wayne, we know from uh, Kathy Hochul's public statement, she does not intend to be a placeholder governor. She intends to take this job molded into her vision. We should see the results of that fairly quickly with several urgent items on the agenda. First and foremost, clearly, it's how the state deals with COVID and what new rules may be coming around vaccines. We also have evictions potentially starting up again at the end of the month while the state is still having problems getting rent relief out the door. And the more general challenge, fostering a new atmosphere in Albany. After 10 years of Andrew Cuomo, how do you rebuild that trust and collaboration that a lot of lawmakers say has been missing for the last decade? Those will all be right in front of her as she takes the oath today. Steve, she won't be in office long before she has to start campaigning for the job all over again. Will that complicate things at all? It'll definitely make things very interesting in the next few months. The election next year is going to sneak up quickly. She has already said she wants to run for a full term but it's very likely she will see some challengers. Syracuse University political science professor Grant Reher told me it'll make for a strange political environment. Because on the one hand, I think a lot of people are wanting her to succeed, and and she will come in with a lot of goodwill. That's already been demonstrated. On the other hand, there's an election coming up very soon, and this will be perceived as a window of opportunity for both parties. So while she may get an olive branch now, that kindness might not last long for anyone looking to take that job. Steve, thank you. By the way, Governor Cuomo, on his way out the door, gave clemency to David Gilbert, the getaway driver for the Weather Underground terrorist group and the infamous 1981 Brinks heist in Rockland. A guard and two Nyack cops were shot to death 
but the governor says Gilbert was only the driver. Sean Adams joins us from Nyack, where the ruthless executions happened 40 years ago. What's the reaction to this development, Sean? Here's a direct quote from Rockland County Executive Ed Day. I did not think Andrew Cuomo could debase his office or this state any more than he did. There's a reference there to the sexual harassment scandal that led to his resignation, and now this, this last-minute act, clemency for David Gilbert. In 1981, radicals, domestic terrorists, armed with M16 assault rifles, they held up a Brinks truck at the Nanuet Mall. They stole $1.6 million. They murdered a guard and two Nyack police officers. There's a monument that stands right at the entrance to the New York State Thruway here in Nyack where the two officers were shot. David Gilbert was sentenced to 75 years uh, He was uh, to life. He was one of the getaway drivers. Cuomo's clemency now allows him to go before the parole board. Uh, the Brinks heist, it was one of Rockland County's darkest days. Forty years later, it still hits a nerve. Police and local officials are furious. Sean, what was the governor's reasoning for giving, giving David Gilbert an opportunity at freedom? Well, Governor Cuomo cites the power of redemption. He says uh, this could encourage uh, those who've made mistakes to engage in meaningful rehabilitation. He reasons David Gilbert did not pull the trigger. He was not armed in prison. Uh, He's been a tutor. He worked on AIDS education. Uh, Police, they're not swayed. They're outraged by this. They say this is an insult to the families of the victims. No one showed mercy to Peter Page, Edward O'Grady, and Waverly Brown. Sean, a gunfight outside of Penn Station during the evening rush left an innocent bystander with lead in his leg. 58-year-old victim was waiting for a cab outside of the NJ Transit entrance at 7th and 31st. He caught a bullet intended for someone else. The latest shooting, the police commissioner, Dermot Shea, has, he says he's fed up with the judicial system. We need people to be held accountable when they carry guns. We need when they're caught carrying guns to go to jail. Police are going over surveillance video in hopes of finding the shooter. The victim from New Jersey again expected to recover. It's going to be a hot, hot day today. We'll be checking in with Craig next on the Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Our meteorologist now, Craig Allen, is here with the weather day ahead. Craig? It is going to be sunny, hot, moderately humid, highs near 90, heat index 90 to 95. It's not necessarily oppressive, but it's going to start getting rather uncomfortable tonight. Clear, warm, and a muggy night with lows in the upper 70s in the city and closer to 70 in many of the suburbs. But then Wednesday and Thursday, quite uncomfortable, mostly sunny, and a hot, humid couple of days near 90 for the actual highs, give or take. Heat index, though, 95 to 100. And uh, right now in the city, 74, humidity 85%, a westerly wind at 8, today's high near 90. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Stock futures indicating a higher open for our trading day ahead. Big investors are putting their money on New York. Joe Connolly's here with that. Joe. Yeah, Paul, Ariel Investments has been buying stock in Madison Square Garden and the Rockettes. They say Madison Square Garden is an iconic brand. People will be back in the garden watching the Rangers and the Knicks and going to concerts. It's going to be an extraordinary business. Torquian Investments will replace a four-story building at 83rd and 3rd with a 23-story apartment building. Other new high-rise apartment buildings are going up on West 96th Street and on 10th Avenue. Denali Real Estate's buying some Fordham apartment buildings. Bay Rock Capital is buying the office building at 316 Atlantic Avenue in downtown Brooklyn. 
Deals like these are common now. Amazon keeps expanding in New York. It bought the Lord & Taylor building, and Amazon is now in talks to sublease J.P. Morgan Chase's tech space near Hudson Yards. And many home buyers are quite confident that they will not be returning to Manhattan full-time. Details on that at 625. Joe, thank you. New Jersey is about to welcome some very frightened but lucky people. We are going to be getting, I think, imminently uh, Afghan refugees that will be cycled through Dulles uh, Airport in northern Virginia and then up to the joint base. Um, And we're honored to do our part. Uh, I wrote a letter to the president yesterday that whatever we could do, we want to be here and and, and do the right thing. And it's not just for these refugees, but I also think it's a statement about our blessed veterans who fought in this war. And these folks fought alongside them in many cases or or gave, gave them intelligence. Governor Murphy referring there to Joint Base McGuire-Dicks Lakehurst. Not clear how many Afghan refugees will be arriving. It's the WCBS Morning News Roundup for a Tuesday. Tuesday morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. I'm Paul Murnane with your three things to know this morning. Doctors staged a brief walkout in Florida yesterday to protest the massive numbers of unvaccinated COVID patients that are pouring in their doors. The 75 doctors soon returned to work because their patients needed them. Number two, Hawaii's governor is urging residents and potential visitors to limit travel to the islands to essential business while the state struggles to control outbreaks of the Delta variant. Third thing, the FDA is expected to rule soon on e-cigarettes. Not the industry as a whole, but case-by-case based among 500 manufacturers who all claim vaping is safer than cigarette smoking and helps smokers quit. Up next, it's our news archives. 88 seconds in sound right now for this date, August 24th. You could smell and taste the burning in the air. Nature would show us who's the boss. In 1995, a brush fire on Sunrise Highway that Suffolk County Executive Robert Gaffney thought was under control. The governor and I were up in uh, in a helicopter and it looked like it was very much on its way to being contained and that was really good news. But the fire jumped from treetop to treetop and then, as CBS 2's Jennifer McLogan watched in amazement, wind-fed embers jumped Sunrise Highway at the height of tourist season, shutting off access to the Hamptons. Sunrise Fire would torch 6,000 acres in the Hamptons. The cause? Not a drop of rain had fallen all month. A cigarette may have sparked it. And the fury of nature would level Homestead, Florida in 1992. This is incredible. It has just flattened this area. This can only be described as total devastation. Hurricane Andrew would kill 44 people. It was an upset worker who killed people on a summer morning in 2012 in and around the Empire State Building. Alex Silverman reported live on the chaos. The shooting starting inside the Empire State Building and spilling out onto the street. Police confirming 10 people shot the gunman, shot dead, a workplace dispute of some sort. It was a day for farewells, as Apple founder Steve Jobs, mere weeks away from death, handed over the reins. And for Pete Rose. You know, I've been in baseball three decades, and to think that I'm going to be out of baseball for a very short period of time. For life, actually. Banned on this date in 89 for gambling. It's also a day for beginnings. I'm Mike Wallace. I'm Harry Reisner. 1968. This is 60 Minutes. It's a kind of a magazine for television. And maybe you were there at Woolman Rink in Central Park in 1979 when the cars came to play as part of the now-defunct Dr. Pepper Festival in Mist and Drizzle. This is August 24th.
Were you at the Dr. Pepper Festival ever? That's what I want to know. No, but I am a pepper. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your Wouldn't day. Would you like to be a pepper, too? I'm a pepper, too. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.